Howdy, Fat Guy Forum listeners. Before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that there is a great way for you to support the podcast and keep it going, and that's by joining the Fat Guy Forum Patreon that you can find at patreon.com slash gourmetgoesketo. I use all the funds from the Patreon to go for the subscriptions and equipment that are used on the podcast, and if you join now, you will have the opportunity to be a part of helping decide the direction of the podcast as we dive into some new topics and try out a few new things. So I look forward to having you on board. Sign up today. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. I am excited to have you here with me tonight as we flash back a little bit and bring back a guest who was on the show well over a hundred episodes ago. And I figured it was time not only to bring him back and find out what's been going on with him, but we've we've got some very specific topics we're going to dive into tonight. But first, let's say hello and see how his evening is going. With us this evening, we have Mr. David. David is his name, no matter what anyone tells you. David is his name. Um, Herrera. David, how are you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's it's early evening for me and later in the evening for you, and you're all your your steak shaked and keto bricked up. So hopefully that's got a, a boost of energy in you for a, our conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Okay. Yeah, just got home from the gym. Got some... Uh, some calories in, been fasting all day, and yeah, man, I'm ready to go. Nice, nice. So be- before we kind of dive into anything new, let's catch people up a little bit. So if for some reason they are jerks and haven't listened to your original episode, which I will put in the show notes, um, tell tell people your, your story in a nutshell, man. Okay. Well, you're... Podcast was my first ever podcast, so you know you popped my cherry. So I just want to put that out there, um, and it was awesome, man, to share my story with with you. And you know we had been following each other for a while. Um, on each other for a while now, and and develop a, a good friendship. And was looking forward to seeing you this month, but um, you know due to certain circumstances, you know, whatever it is, what it is, but that time will come. But yeah, dude, uh, as far as for, for my story, I, you know, been obese my entire life. I have tried every single diet, almost every single diet. I, there's probably a couple that I haven't tried, but it, it felt like almost everything out there I tried. And, you know, was that young kid in, office doctor's offices weight loss doctor's offices with adults them looking at me you know that type of atmosphere you know having to special order my baseball uniform for little league uh i went through asthma as a kid you know and then as i developed you know as i got older and older you know i got bigger and bigger and bigger and it got to a point where I was in the restaurant business. I had been in the restaurant business for about 13 years. And, you know, that atmosphere also was not helping me. Late nights, eating all the time. Um, I was going from, I believe, 29 to 30 years old. And I had met 
my current wife around that time. And nothing, I mean, um, imagine you get with somebody, you know, you put on that little, little bit of love weight, but I was already big. I just got bigger. And uh, so, you know, from there, you know, attempted several diets. HCG was the diet that I did like right before um, I came across keto. And I had honestly success on that, but it just it just wasn't sustainable. And I didn't know that at the time. I didn't even know what sustainable was. So, you know, did that. It worked out the first time and then several failed attempts after, um, you know, I had friends that were doing keto. My wife had friends that were doing keto. So I just started to look up more into it, you know, reach out to friends that were doing it, you know picked their brain a little bit and, you know, picked it up, um, started January, 2019 at 355 pounds. Um, by this time I'm have gout, I'm supposed to go see a rheumatologist, but I never ended up going. The doctor just kind of told me, Hey, you have gout go see the rheumatologist. I never went, but yeah. Uh, so God knows what's up with that. But, um, so that was going on. I had sleep apnea, high blood pressure, basically since a young kid and, um, already showing like pre-diabetic symptoms and, um, you know, bad circulation, like flat feet on top of that. I had two screws in my ankle from a you know previous injury when I was in middle school. Like it was just a lot. And then, you know, on my feet for several hours, you know, I was always working two jobs, you know. Um, my other job, as you know, is in, you know, working with adults with intellectual disabilities, children and adults with intellectual disabilities, restaurants. So yeah, uh, eventually I left the restaurant business and like I said, tried ACG, wasn't successful. Then we, you know, started keto and keto. I don't know. It was just the whole fat concept. It was just a little bit weird to me. I looked at the grocery list several times and I'm like, what? You can have all this? Like, it's no, no. there's got to be more to it. And obviously, you know, I, I did a lot of rookie mistakes in the very beginning. That first month or so, I didn't catch on to it. I didn't get real serious until about like mid-February 2019. In Republic for a destination wedding, I, I had lost like 70 pounds in that time and just dedicated myself, told myself, Fast every day, hit your markers as far as, you know, drink close to a gallon every day, hit 10K steps a day, you know, um, do cardio for an hour, break it up into different machines, different exercises, you know, do full body lifting, and then follow a ketogenic lifestyle with some tracking here and there, not, you know, that's for me one thing that I don't find sustainable, but you know, it really depends on, on what you are doing it for. Obviously, for my prep for the bodybuilding show, I tracked big time. Um, but, you know, for everyday life, I, I don't feel it's sustainable. That's my personal opinion. People may think different. But like I said, so, you know, from then on, it was just the weight was just coming off. And that was my my little formula of fasting, keto and uh, and exercises and like I said, the weight just came off. And, uh, but yeah, that was basically like my formula, like, you know, keto, um, intermittent fasting and, you know, just working out every single day, 
whatever it was, constantly changing it up. So, you know, next thing you know, two years later, down 135 pounds. So, you know, then um, obviously COVID hit. That was, uh, you know, big old shock. Gyms closed. I never stopped. I, I honestly never stopped. Maybe had a couple of issues in the very beginning getting food when everybody was kind of going nuts, uh, running out of toilet paper, all that stuff. But um, for the most part, kept the keto, caloric deficit, worked out at home, worked out outside, all that. You know, I did what I could. Uh, I, I'm fortunate that I have my brother and my sister who both have garage gyms. So I was able to coordinate with them. And, you know, we organized little like family workouts. And those were awesome. Those were awesome. It was a good bonding experience with all, all of us, you know, trying to take advantage and take care of our immune system and our health, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, Ever since then, you know, obviously gone back to work um, and then, you know, the whole bodybuilding show uh, came up. Well, there's, and, there's uh, one more thing I want to talk yeah. about before we get there. Sure. There's another, yeah, part, yeah, yeah. another part of your story that I think is important for people to know about, too, um, is you not only, you know, use keto for yourself with all of those health challenges you were having and kind of helping kind of heal yourself like you now help other people. What going a little around almost two years now that I've been helping other folks, you know, reach their goals. Uh, the whole coaching thing was not something I had planned. It just kind of landed on my lap and kind of forced me to get get it going and set something up and and whatever. And that's where I'm at. Uh, you know, I've started off with a couple of clients here and there, and then now I'm coaching about like 15 people. So it's it's awesome, and they're all over, all over the country. I've coached people in, in other countries. Like it, it's it's awesome the people that that you meet in this whole you know journey, and and it's a and it's a long one. And you know, like you never think that so many opportunities come from just losing weight, sharing your story, putting it out there. Like you you i'm pretty sure you and a lot of the guys that we all know they they all get messages all the time of people that you know hey you inspire me and, and because of you i do this and because of you i've lost weight and it's awesome so you know i'm i'm happy to help others i'm, I'm i really am like i i want them to bug me with questions because that's how i was you know i'm that guy that's how i got through my that's how i got through my bodybuilding prep you know, asking lots of questions and people being nice to me and taking a chance and taking the time out of their day to answer my questions. I'm doing the same thing in return. So, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. This whole coaching. Yeah. So let's get it. Let's get into all of that, because that's one of the topics I wanted to us this, to really be able to dive into, because there's a big difference between uh, trying to lose weight and then going to this place of I'm going to actually compete. Um, you know, in a, in a transformation bodybuilding show, like this is something that I actually want to do. So I, I kind of want to take, cause I, I think sometimes it, it's something that's there for people when they're 350 pounds and they're like, you know, someday I'd love to do something like that, but I don't know if it's possible. And I don't know, you know, what does that headspace even look like? And, 
you know, I can say for me, like it's something that was like never on my radar. So I, it's fascinating to me to see people make these incredible transformations like you have. And then to be like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to go one step further and I'm going to take on this new challenge. Like what brought you like what really inspired you even to think, hey, I want to do this. Well, it, it was a couple of things, you know, my I, I number one, I never thought I would step on stage. I, I come from an athletic background. My dad, you know, as I grew up, my dad was into baseball, boxing and weightlifting. I grew up, you know, pumping iron books, Arnold books, Franco Colombo, Lou Ferrigno, those guys. And, um, you know, so like my dad was into that. Um, and I don't know. So like the love came from that. And then. You know, a lot of the people I follow, Mark Bell, all, all, everybody, Goody Beats, like they've been able to, to show what they can do and, and, you know, to transform their bodies from what they were to what they are now. Like, I just thought it was fascinating. And then Poro, obviously, you know, my boy, our boy, he's, you know, also very inspiring. And to show everyone that it's possible, it's, it's definitely possible and you can do it. You know, and Poro had won last year, uh, the transformation. And, you know, that was inspiring in itself, you know, watching him go up there, flap his skin and, and you know, just put it all out there, you know, and, and show everybody, hey, this is what I've worked for. You know, obviously, they're not looking at muscle symmetry and, and all that stuff. Like if it was like a Mr. Olympia, you know, it's, it's a different, you know, division there. Yeah, they're not really looking at the whole muscle symmetry and, and all that stuff. It's just a different division. And they're looking at the story. They're looking at how much you've lost. And then, you know, obviously they're looking at your body and, and how you look. So you do got to go up there with some type of posing routine. But yeah, like Poro was in my ear and telling me, yo, like you should compete. You know, I don't see a reason why you shouldn't, you know, do it for you. You know, don't do it for anybody else. So, you know, just decided to just hop in and do it. And I was like, I think this is, you know, a once in a lifetime thing. I don't have any, you know, any goal of being a professional bodybuilder, you know, but I do think it, it's it's a once in a lifetime experience. And, and to just prove to myself and, and to everybody that it, it's possible and that I did that, you know, so minute I hopped on, I signed on, um, first thought in my head was, I have to get a coach. I have to make so many changes. I might have to eat carbs. Like so many things ran through my head. <laughs> and, you know, I discussed it with my dad, with my brother. And my brother's like been there for me a lot. He's been working on nonstop since he was 14. He's 39 now. He's been a police officer for 10 years. Like he's, he's very fit. He's helped me a lot in my entire journey. And, you know, he told me, my dad told me, they were like, stick to what you know, stick to what got you here, you know, with. And I'm like, well, I heard a coach, let me see, you know, what his thoughts are. So I had this coach, we had a conversation and, you know, he basically told me like, if you're living your normal life or whatever, normal lifestyle, keto, great. But for the sake of this competition, like I, I would want to put you on like five meals a day and, you know, typical bro diet. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Let's 
steer clear from keto and you know try this just for you know just temporary it's it's 12 weeks usually people that's another thing usually you know when you compete a lot of these folks you know start off 20 weeks out i started with 12 weeks out so you know hopped in whatever and so yeah hired the coach and he literally sends me like a long list of stuff tons of supplements tons of rice tons of chicken lots of oatmeal like it was just a lot and i'm not gonna lie it was an adjustment i was not liking it and but yeah i did it for a month and just didn't really like it didn't see much improvement all the vitamins and, and supplements he had me taking i saw no nothing nothing to me changed it just i don't know i didn't feel no difference at all and i didn't feel like my pump was there at the gym like i just fell off and i don't know if it was you know just my head was not in it or or whatnot but i just kept them for that month and then after that i just decided to ride it out solo i was gonna hire another coach but i was you know debating on a, on a couple of coaches that i wanted to hire and then between me and my thoughts i by the time it got to it it was just too late and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna do this on my own i got this i'm just you know gonna ask people certain questions and one of the you know the main folks that helped me was brandon clark that competed at the first ketogenic bodybuilding show he was a very big help very very big help robert sykes was a very big help uh you know took the time to to answer my my dms and really helped me understand you know what it is using a ketogenic you know lifestyle and it's just much cleaner it's just it's just so much cleaner like people think that you got to manipulate so many things your carbs and have these crazy refeeds of like all this unhealthy food like i mean not to knock it to to each their own but i just feel like keto is just a cleaner way and obviously you you know you know you realize that you can definitely compete as a bodybuilder on keto like it, it's it's awesome and so i went back like i said i went back to keto went back to fasting i started to track i would deduct my calories weekly and um i would raise my fat percentages to the point that i got to a 80 percent fat um and then it got to a point where I was just having 10 grams of carbs daily. Uh, I was keeping it simple. Eggs cooked in Kerrygold butter and another protein. Basically how I did it with keto break every day. And, you know, maybe like a protein shake thrown in. And then once, it, you know, I started to get closer, I cut the protein shakes. You know, with, like I said, I would cut the calories. And, and yeah, um, another big help was, you know, good beats. Logan was Danny Vega, you know, helped me out a little bit. My brother, Poro, like everybody, you know, helped me out some way, somehow. And I, I couldn't have done it with, without all of them, you know, with their guidance and their support. And uh, yeah, I uh, next thing you know, it, 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 it was it happened so fast. Like it went from 12 weeks to, hey, I'm flying out to Texas tomorrow. Like it's crazy how quick it came. And the long hours that you put in and the the I was watching a lot of Robert Sykes videos on, you know, 
show day, peak week, all that stuff. And for those of you that don't know what peak week is, you're basically, you know, your calories are to the ground as far as, you know, you're not putting in your maximum, you're not trying to PR or nothing like that. You're doing very light work. I'd say the first two days of, of the week are, you know, your normal workouts. And then you just dial it down from there until like before show day where you're just doing, you know, just to get a pump and just to get some blood, you know, just to get the blood flowing and all that jazz. Um, and then that's another thing. Like I, as far as the refeed, a lot of these guys do, a, it's a lot of trial and error. So they have to play around with the refeed to make sure that they peak when they're on stage. So, you know, some guys do two refeeds. I saw that Robert Sykes did two days, uh, two days out. He had two straight refeeds and then, um, his peak, uh, his peak week video, he had done it during COVID and he was supposed to have a show. The show was canceled, obviously, due to COVID. So he ended up doing a photo shoot. So he treated it as if, you know, it was the show. So he did two straight days of refeeds and then he went into, you know, his uh, photo shoot or whatever. I just did one refeed, which was the night before, where all I did was increase my calories and I increased my sodium. And I had to squeeze, I fasted like all day. And then I had that one big meal at night, um, watching Poro eat Outback Steakhouse. And, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, next morning I woke up and I was, I not for nothing, but I looked shredded and I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. Like, wow. Like you, you listen to all these guys and then, and you, it, the results they they show up. It's 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 awesome. So you know, leading up to it, leading up to me stepping on stage, a lot of these guys are are not so clean stuff. You know, Reese's Pieces cups, Rice Krispies treats, like all sorts of stuff. And I like I said, I feel that doing a keto, you know, hormonally, like it, it's just it's a much, it's a lot cleaner, just so much more cleaner, like. These guys are having all these crazy things backstage and I'm having a a little bit like, no, I had like half a keto brick, peanut butter keto brick, and I had a little pouch of um, fat bomb, macadamia nut butter. And I'm basically having that leading up to going on stage. I have uh, Poro back there, you know, gassing me up, helping me out with the pump. And then my main goal with the whole thing, you have to submit a transformation video. I believe it was two minutes long. Not everybody's video shows. The, you would have to be placed top seven for your video to show. So you go out, they call your name alphabetical order, you do your posing, you walk out. So the judges are doing their thing, you're waiting and you don't know that you're picked for top seven until they play your video. And it's emotional backstage because you're, you're meeting all these guys from different backgrounds. You're learning about their process and what they went through and their prep. And then once their video starts playing, like everybody's like big old sack of tears, everybody's bawling. Like it's just, it's a very emotional time. So I believe my video was the second video played and you, I always tell Jarps, 
I tell I tell Poro all the time, like, how do you guys come up with all these, you know, great captions? Like, and you have so much to say. Like, sometimes I just run out of things to say. Like, happy hashtag face to face Friday. Like, like I just I keep it simple. But but definitely when your video when that video played and I'm your backstage, it's like everything. It's like a huge wave of emotions and everything you went through. And all the people that told you you'll always be fat and and everything, just everything balled into one big wave of emotion and it comes crashing down and you just start tearing up, man. You just start tearing up. And that was my whole goal. My goal was to have my video played because I knew that it was going to be on YouTube. They were going to put it on YouTube. I knew that there was going to be a little bit of a crowd out there. And I just wanted people to, to see, you know, what can be done. So, you know, they played my video, went out there, posed again, went off stage. Um, next thing you know, they call me fifth place and I won a fifth place medal. So I was happy with the result. I did not expect that at all. I went up against guys who had coaches, you know, had all sorts of different preps. They had a lot of guidance. I did too, but at the same time, like I did, you know, do a lot of it on my own. And, you know, I went up against, uh, you know, another guy, Anthony Lolly, who has a documentary on Amazon Prime. And this is a guy that I would watch his documentary while doing stairs. And, you know, and I'm, in the, I'm in the middle of my weight loss journey and I'm like, wow, how inspirational, like this guy. And, and then the next thing you know, I'm stepping on stage with him. It's incredible. Like you never, there's so many opportunities that come from this. It's just, you just got to take that leap and just face that fear, you know, do stuff that you never thought you would do. Oral, when I first met him, hey, he was very into CrossFit. Yo, meet me for this CrossFit uh, class. I've never done CrossFit. I'm scared shitless. Let's go. <laughs> like, you know, you just got to take that big leap and, and just, just do it, man. And no regrets. I met a lot of wonderful people over there in Texas. Um, got to meet a lot of the people, you know, in our group that we, you know, our little chat group that we have that we, you know, we've known each other for a while, but we've never met, met each other in person. And I've got to meet, you know, some of those guys and got to share a meal with several of them after you know post show and just just got to you know soak it all in and walk around with a nice little tan like it was pretty cool um the last day there it, it was awesome you know got to do some deadlifting there at alpha Lee gym um christian guzman and his and his crew with alpha Lee, they they done a wonderful job you know with the whole setup and everything and yeah we got to work out there uh, next day after the show, you know, we were going to meet up for breakfast. And then next thing you know, me and Poro's uh, flight got canceled. And then we were kind of rushed out of Texas. It was kind of hectic, but we made it home safely. So that was, you know, the most important part. But uh, like I said, I got to meet a lot of people there, got to network and, and gain a lot of friendships in that process. And I, I recommend to anybody like, you know, it's not about the whole muscle thing and you have to be defined and, and shredded. You know, it's, it's more about your transformation, how much you lost your story, all that, you know, plays into it. You know, it's not really, a, like I said, about the muscle symmetry and, and it's not like Olymp like an Olympia. So I, I recommend to anybody, you know, do it, 
do it once in your life, put it into your head that, I mean, unless you want to go that, that route, put it into your head that it's just, you know, one time it's, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity, you're not going to be a bodybuilder, you know, I'm a regular nine to five working guy. I have my coaching on the side and, you know, I just did it just to, you know, just to do it, just to say I did it. And I have, look, I'm looking at it right now, a medal there with my, my special Olympic unified uh, medals as well. Like it, it's, it's just looking at it is just amazing just to think what, what I did. Um, post-show, obviously, you know, you have this idea that you're going to have this huge meal afterwards and your body's like, yeah, funny joke. No. So just a, a couple of bites and you're, you're full. Um, it took a while, you know, for me, I got down to 215. 215. My original goal was 220 from, you know, when I originally started at 355, I passed that. And then I got down to my very lowest at 215. Now I'm probably sitting at 230 where I usually, you know, chill at and where I maintain. And I'm actually going to try to make a goal for 200. So I'm going to see how that goes. So this is my first week of my cut. So far, so good. Before we dive, before we talk more about that, let, let's talk a little bit about, because one, the experience of watching you go through it was awesome. And I, you know, the accomplishment of just doing the show, never mind actually placing and, yeah. and getting to see your video, you know, that's powerful, man. Like, I, I'm curious, like, thinking about the experience, like, what do you think is the biggest thing you learned about yourself doing this? that you know i have a lot more in me than i think you know uh, growing up obese you know you you're you live a very limited life so you're told a lot of the, a lot of times that you can't do something you can't fit you're not liked you're fat i would never date anybody like you <laughs> like you get so many you know it, and then this is a something that you're you tell yourself i can do this you know and nobody's going to tell me anything I'm going to step out on the stage and for all the naysayers, every, like I said, everybody that will tell you, you'll always be fat. Like everybody that was mean to you, everything, like it all comes down on that day. And it was just a very, very powerful moment. And it's a hell of an accomplishment. And like I said, I never thought I had it in me and you really, really have to dig deep. It's, it's a mental battle. Um, Prepping for a show is definitely different from, you know, just your normal losing weight. It's, it's a lot goes into it. A lot, a lot of hard training goes into it. The tweaking of the calories, everything. I never thought I would dial it in as I did, but I, but I did, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm very spontaneous. I, I have my flaws like everybody else. I don't take notes a lot of the times, but for this, I, I, got strict really really strict took notes on everything you know made notes on everything how i felt during this time like i, I can show you my notes like i have so many like on this day you know lowered my calories or lowered my calories this week i felt like this like that and and you just dig deep and you you find out that you have the discipline you know you just have that discipline and it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling, man. I just, Oh man, I'd like, you should do it. Do it, Gormy. 
step on stage. Well, that that, that, <laughs> that, that shit's not going to happen. But I'm curious. I know, like, I know, I know, but I, whatever. I, I know, I know. I, I'm curious, like knowing kind of like going through that experience, and and it's a and it is a change for you, like to go from that place of you know not having like that strictness as a tool that you've even really needed on your journey to knowing that this is a circumstance where you're going to need it. So you're going through some different things and trying different things. Uh, you know, even when you tried, you know, eating differently, I, you know, I remember that when that started and we were like, keto D is eating rice. This is going to be interesting to see what happens. And you're, you know, like three months, I'm going to do this for three months. And we're like, okay, we'll see what happens. And then, you know, after a month you're like, so I did that and I don't need to do that. Like, you know, I I think it's the way you felt the way through the process, you know, the way you felt your way through the process, I I think was powerful. And so what I'm curious is like, so say, someone comes up to you now and they're like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this next year. Like what do you, what is the biggest advice you would give to someone besides telling them to do it and go for it and all of that? Like, what are the things like you think someone who wants to do a show like this needs to really think about before they commit to doing it? Well, if I had to do it all over again, I'd definitely hire another coach. I do feel like a coach is, is very helpful. Um, like I said, I just didn't vibe with my coach. It was it was just not what I was looking for. Not you know, it, it like I said, we just didn't vibe. But if I had to do it all over again, the number one call I would make is is Robert Sykes. Like he's the guy when it comes to keto bodybuilding that I that I look up to the most. Um, I'm not saying for anybody to, you know, do keto bodybuilding. I'm just saying hire a coach in general, because they're definitely going to help you throughout the process. They're going to tell you what to do. Like, like I said, like when I lost weight throughout my just regular, normal weight loss, like I tracked here and there. I had times where I went on little vacations. I had a couple cheats here and there, but for the most part, I, keto was my norm. Fasting was my norm. Exercise was my norm. But then for this show, it was like, I don't know, you got to really seriously track 12 weeks, no vacations, no mess ups. Everything has to be on point. Like a lot goes into it. A lot of money goes into it. So mentally prepare yourself for all that, you know, be prepared to take your food with you to the airport. You know, they will search your bag and <laughs> they're going to, that you, I legit told, uh, I told them, I was like, listen, competing in a show, I have their, you know, nut butter. I have my electrolytes. I have my pre-workout. I have my pre-made meal. Please don't take it away. I knew people that they took away their peanut butter jars that competed. Like you don't want to go through that. You don't want to go through that. So, you know, just make sure that you do everything, you know, according to regulation or whatever. And, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot goes into it that, making sure that you don't overdo it is another thing making sure that you get proper rest on rest days like just because you're competing for a show does not mean that you got to go seven days a week to the gym no you still have to have your recovery days your rest days you know and for me just chill on the couch and don't do nothing all day for me i would still go for like a little walk just get the blood flowing nothing too crazy at least get some steps in but no no lifting or or nothing like that. And, and I would keep my calories and my, and my carbs extremely low. Um, there were times like, like you guys would call me carb OD, like <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was having the carbs in the beginning and I was just not myself. I just didn't feel like 
I, I didn't feel like that's how I function. And like I said, I have nothing against carbs. They're a wonderful, you know, fuel source. I just, you know, I function better with, you know, with fat and, and with the whole fasting and everything. And that's what worked for me. And I just, I, I had to go back to my roots. I was Rocky Balboa and Rocky three going back to his roots. Like just gotta, you know, just gotta go back to what works best for you. So that would, that would be my advice to just really like mentally prepare yourself for the expenses, mentally prepare yourself yourself for like the the your mind's going to be blown you're going to be cranky at times especially peak week because your calories are low and then you're playing around with refeeds like yeah like you guys got to experience you know like a, a douchebag side of me my wife was not having it that week like i was just it's uh, it, it was my first it was yeah it was my it was my first show like i was nervous a lot went into it you know so I apologize to everybody and it was honestly all, all worth it at the end. But yeah, like definitely, you know, look into a coach, talk to them, you know, shop around, you know, kind of like window shop and see who's best for you, who, who would best fit, you know, for the show, your type of lifestyle, whatever you follow and, you know, have them, you know, guide you throughout the whole process. And like I said, mentally prepare yourself for what's going to happen, how you're going to feel, uh, your expenses, everything that you have to go through in order to prep for this show, you know, tanning, all that stuff. Like you can tan on your own, but I went ahead and just paid for the tanning that was going to be there. I even booked the hotel room that was there where they were doing the tanning. So it was basically wake up, go downstairs, which for anybody that's never tanned before, like it was freezing and you know, you're basically like you have to roll up your shorts into like a thong and you get the idea. But, but yeah, a lot, a lot goes into it, man. And just keep an open mind and obviously, you know, go for it. And what do you think, what was of, of the whole prep, what was the most challenging thing to you? Like, what was the thing you look back on it and you're like, okay, this was the hardest part. Just, uh, the fact that I was kind of keeping it simple with my meals um, you know, I love eggs, but still I was having eggs and another protein and, you know, cooked in fat and a keto brick almost every single day. Uh, and that was, you know, I was getting tired of that eventually, you know, so the, the fact that I, I kept, I just wanted to keep it simple as far as for that, you know, um, like I said, Robert Sykes and, and Brandon Clark helped me in, in that part right there. And like I said, they just told me to keep it simple. Um, and that's what I did, you know, but the fact that I couldn't have keto pizza, you know, keto ice cream on the weekends or like, I don't know, all these other sorts of like things that I always make, like I couldn't have them on this prep. So it is what it is. But like I, I said, I didn't, I had all these things going on and I didn't want to complicate it with the food. So I didn't, like I said, I wasn't going to be in the kitchen making a crazy uh, no-bake keto cheesecake with a whole bunch of ingredients and then tracking that. Like, no, I'm going to track simple stuff. Two eggs, two tablespoons of butter, uh, the six ounces of, of, of some type of protein. Like, I just kept it simple. But like I said, that was very challenging because like I said, once I got to it, 
you know, towards that last week, like I was just sick and tired of of eggs. Oh, I bet, <laughs> I bet. Well, especially yeah. knowing like you like you like to kind of switch it up with the things you're eating. Like you're good at like yeah. you know, you've you've got a hundred different ways to use a cut to carb wrap, like you know, you, you're you're yep. someone who kind of keeps things interesting. And so to go from that to facing the same thing every day. And and I'm also curious, like going up to that higher fat percentage, you know, having that probably not been something that kind of came when you were eating it more intuitively. Like, what was that like for you when you were actually having to kind of track and hit that 80%? Well, I was feeling a burst of, of energy. Um I felt sati- I for sure felt satiated. I basically was doing OMAD. So, you know, fasting throughout the whole day, uh, breaking my fast with black coffee and half of a keto brick, uh, you know, having my, my pre-workout, my relight pre-workout, going to the gym, and then from there I would get home, cook, and make my, you know, one big meal of eggs, protein, fat, and all that stuff. And... Um, but yeah, as far as like bringing up the fat, you know, little by little, uh, it was, it, it, I felt great. I felt, I felt great. I had a tremendous boost of energy, a hell of a pump in, in the gym. Like I just, it, it felt amazing, you know? So I have, I thought I was going to go nuts. I thought something was going to happen. I thought I was going to get like bubble guts, like <laughs> a lot of things that you go through so many thoughts, but I, I, I but, but I, but I was good. I was good. And I trusted the process. I I trusted what Robert Sykes and, and what Brandon Clark had to say. And yeah, so, um, but as far as like my calories getting low, like I said, you know, you have your moods, you're not eating much. And, you know, my norm uh, is like around like 20, 26 to 2,800. And I think I got down to like 1750. And I've gotten lower than that. Like with HCG, when I when I did that before keto, I got down to twelve hundred. So that was like that was really like bad, bad, bad. Um, so obviously I was losing weight, but um, but still it was torture. It's not in no way sustainable. Um, so yeah, seventeen for my type of body frame, it's it it is low. Um, and yeah, it just it just worked. And then, like I said, I I manipulated you know the 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 sodium, the calories, and all that stuff for my refeeds. But as far as like how I felt, you know, bringing it up to eighty, felt good. Not a not a huge huge difference, but still, I had enough energy throughout the day. I was able to function. I was uh, I felt clear. I was on my toes all the time, like quick with the with the answers. And anytime somebody asked me something, like I was on top of it. But then. Obviously, peak week, you're, you know, a little cranky, but still, like, it was, it was a good experience. Nice. So let's talk about what's, what's coming next for you, man. Like, so you said you're, 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 you're starting a new cut and trying to go to a new place. And I know, I were, you know, I've known you for a couple of years now. Like, it's been, you know, 220 was the dragon you were chasing for a long time. You know, and I, I, I remember, you know, the first time you hit 220 and now you got to see 215. So now putting setting that bar at seeing what happens when you get to 200 like what's the what's the mindset going into that none um i mean just also like just keeping it simple just making sure i'm fasting 
18 to, to to 20 hours. Like when I first started keto, it was like the minimum, like for me was like 16. And then as you get deeper into this, like normally you just, I like without even thinking about it, I fast. Like today I, I didn't want to fast. I literally told myself, don't fast today. Go take your lunch break and go get like some patties or whatever. And, and you know, something or, or, or a salad or, or whatever. And I didn't do that. I just ended up going to get another cup of coffee throwing some Redmond real salt in there and, you know, carried on with my day. Um, and then, you know, but like I said, I, I fast normally from, for 18 to 20 hours and then basically kind of doing, I guess, if you want to say a little bit of an OMAD, not really, uh, maybe like a light meal and then a bigger meal later. Or maybe, like I said, I like today, I, all I've had was basically, you know, in my system, black coffee, uh, with some salt, uh, water with my electrolytes. Um, and then I had my, you know, pre-workout going to the gym. And then when I got back, I had my, uh, so yeah, I, so yeah, I, um, uh, came back from the gym and, uh, had my Mark Bell's steak shake, a little bit of peanut butter in there and, uh, two keto brick pucks. And I'm good. I'm satiated uh i have some leftover like chicken breasts and and stuff in there in the in the refrigerator so probably gonna have that when we're done and probably call it a night so i'm keeping it really simple i'm honestly not tracking i do see that my weight is going down uh so that's one thing that i that i do notice because like i said I, I i get the hang of it and i know what it takes to to drop weight you know i don't really feel like i have to track um i just i'm making sure that i'm moving a lot more i'm making sure that i'm getting my steps in i walk every day with my with my class for 30 minutes outside in the sun and the and then you know i go to the gym do my full body uh lifting session and then you know cardio at the end and some sauna and uh that's been working and post show like like i said i've my birthday came through, uh, Portal's birthday happened as well. So, you know, I haven't, I, I've been doing keto. There's been times where, you know, my wife wanted to go eat somewhere. I didn't say no. I had no restrictions at all. I was just, oh, you want to have that? Cool. Let's have it. Oh, okay. Like basically Monday through Friday, I was keeping a keto, fasting, all that stuff. And then on the weekends, just kind of having whatever, but not going overboard. And specifically, like for Poro's birthday, he wanted to have a breakfast, and uh, I wanted steak and eggs. I honestly wanted to keep a keto, so I picked steak and eggs. And then the lady goes, "So it comes with hash browns and pancakes." And I'm like, "Oh, Lord, okay. <laughs> Can you throw some cheese on the hash browns?" Like, and then the next thing you know, I got the pancakes and I, and you know what? I wasn't even mad about it. I, it's a choice I made. It is what it is. And then my wife goes to me, Hey, so you, you know, you're having black coffee and, you know, water. And since you're going to have the pancakes and the hash browns, might as well just put some creamer and sugar. And I'm like, mm, I'm good. Like, I don't want to go overboard and look that like, I'll let's just say I'll have a cheat meal and I'll a choice meal and I'll go to Taco Bell and I'll have you know, whatever I have. And my old drink used to be a wild cherry Pepsi. I'll honestly not get a drink anymore. And I'll come home and have a Zevier. 
because I just, I don't know, I just, I don't want to overdo it, you know? And th these are things that I think about now that I obviously did not think about back in the day. It was, oh, I'm going to have a team meal, go all out, give me all the shakes, give me all the soda, give me everything. Like, so it's still, you know, little decisions here and there that I choose, you know, not to have something or whatever. Oh, I'm going to have a choice that, you know, I'm making a choice to have this meal, but I'm not going to have dessert. I'm not going to drink any like real soda. I'm going to stick to my Zevi and my water and I'm, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm going to be satiated, you know, with that. So, you know, like I said, uh, it's, I'm not tracking, but I'm still being very active. You know, I'm upping the cardio. That's another thing that my brother has been in my ear about. He wants me to run a lot more. And I'm always telling him, I'm like, dude, I have knee issues. Well, you know, obviously since I've lost the weight, not anymore, but still like something I think about that's always in my head. And then I have two screws in my ankle. I'm flat footed. You know, I went through a lot of joint pain where I used to obviously take, you know, like I said, mentioned before, 800 milligram ibuprofen just to get to the day. Like, so these are things I'm thinking about. And yeah, I can run, you know, but still like he wants me to like run consistently and he doesn't want me to jog. And, and I'm like, can I walk, you know, incline on the treadmill? And he's like, yeah, if you're like, jack lane and i'm like dude seriously and he goes come on man run so he you know he gives some tough love but you know i i i've definitely been upping my cardio and 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 running a lot more and then i'm i'm playing baseball in an adult league on sundays with him um so that's been going on as well and i'm definitely like that day i don't really do much it's just a day of lots and lots of cardio lots and lots of sun um out there for hours and then if my brother's feeling adventurous, he'll want to do like a little like leg workout after, you know, our game, after we just played like three hours. Um, then the next day I'm not walking. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, it's just, I'm keeping it simple as far as, you know, like, like I said, I'm not tracking, but I am, you know, keeping my meals simple. I'm doing old mat. I'm fasting uh, long. I'm drinking my water with electrolytes and I'm trying not to have any cheats. So, you know, this is my first week of my, this little mini cut that I'm doing. I'm trying to see if I reach 200 pounds. Um, my dad's been in my ear about that. And he's like, you can do it. I can see you making it. And I'm like, let's see, let's see. So, yeah. Um, and I, mean, and well, I, I started what? No, go ahead. Okay. No, I was going to say, and I think that's a part of like, one of the things that's there in all of this is like, sometimes we do things for the sake of seeing if we can do them. And it doesn't mean, you know, yeah. you, you yeah, might yeah, yeah. you might get to 200 and be like, I can live here. You know, like, this is great. Or you might get to 200 exactly. and be like, okay, I got here. I don't really want to have to do what I have to do to stay here. Like, I think there's a, there's yeah. a mindfulness in that process for you. And I think anyone who follows you knows that even when you're making, you know, having a treat meal or things along those lines, like there's, there is that mindfulness, you know, the, the cherry cola ZV is going to show up or, you know, there's going to be something there that shows that it's not just you open the floodgates to things. Like I think you approach everything from that perspective of, you know, why you're doing things and what purpose it serves. And um, I think that's one of the, one of the great Absolutely. things that you role model for people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure, man. So what we, I, you know, we got, we got, we got through your show. We talked about kind of like what's going on for you now. Like I'm curious, like, 
what are the things like as someone, because I did a recent episode where I talked to some people that kind of have been on weight loss journeys and then have worked, started working as coaches themselves, like as someone who's been coaching people, you know, kind of at all different places, like what do you think are the, are some of the common challenges you see people facing when they're getting into this, this ketogenic lifestyle and like things that you talk to them, you know, things you talk to them about to help them? Just, you know, for the, like the mindset, the mindset is, is the big, big part of this whole thing. You know, you got to be in tune. You got to be in sync with everything. Like it, it, like I tell everybody, it's one big puzzle and you're just, you're, so yeah, it's, it's one big, one big puzzle. And, and, you know, you just got to find the pieces to that puzzle and just put it all together. You know, you work on your weaknesses. You may have keto and everything on point you may have your fasting on point but then it gets to a point where you know you start to plateau and and you know you just stop losing weight so what do you you got to take a look at what you're doing and you know what can you do to 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 do better and what what changes can you make and a lot of them like i said they'll be lacking the fasting part they'll be lacking you know the working out part or whatnot or or, or they lack time you know their their time management uh, that's a, a hard one for everybody including myself you know you just got to find the time just got to find the time and uh you know you just gotta you just gotta put in that effort and um like i also have a facebook group a, a private facebook group where they they just all they do is just post their meals post their meals post their selfies it's an accountability group you know, we do challenges, we do all sorts of things on there to just keep everybody engaged, keep everybody, you know, like I said, like I, I tell them it's a very, very big deal in my opinion, because when I first started, I, I had to see it from every angle. I had to follow different accounts that were on a weight loss journey, whether they were on keto or not. That's how I met Poro. That's how I met you. Uh, you know, I had to, you know, subscribe to these YouTube channels where I just watch these YouTube videos. I, I picked up on podcasts, on books. Uh, I followed hashtags on, on, on Instagram, even looked up Pinterest and stuff like you. There's, there's so many resources out there to use. And like a lot of people, you know, they, they, they don't, they don't want to do the work and, and, and like look into stuff, you know, they just want to, okay, tell me what to do. No, you need to, I want them to be able to have that, that, freedom of making their their own decision and having to damn i'm going this is a brain buster what should i do you know like think about it think about it and you know bug me if you have text me call me you know all that if if you you know you know with your option and what you can do to you know make sure that you get the best out of your trip the best out of this whole your weight loss journey, everything. I understand that holidays come and, and birthdays and, and all these things, you know? And a lot of the times, like I tell them, I'm like, you got to ask yourself what's really important. You know, like me, when I go to like family get togethers, if I'm trying to keep it strict and I'm not trying to, you know, steer, steer away from, from keto and I'm trying to be on point, I'll, you know, if it's my brother's house or, or my mom's or, or, or somebody, like, I'll be like, hey, like, you know, 
I'm trying to be on point with my diet, you know, I hope you can respect that, you know, just tell them straight out how you feel and, you know, what food is going to be there, if not, you know, so I can know if I can eat before I go or bring my food or bring something, you know, let me know. And there's ways around it. And then as far as like restaurants, fast food, I know that a lot of people are on the go, you know, there's options everywhere. There really is. And it's just a choice, like I said, that you have to make. It's very easy for your friend to be like, hey, come on, let's go to happy hour. You know, that's another thing. A lot of friends, you know, without even realizing it, they sabotage you in a way. And they, come on, you've been doing so good. You lost 20 pounds. Just one drink. You got to understand, like, it's not just it's it's not just one drink. It's 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 the decisions that have led to bad habits and 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 things that I am sick and tired of, and I don't want to do anymore. Like I said, I lived a very limited life, didn't fit into roller coasters, you know. I I didn't want that anymore, you know. And that's what I tell my clients. I'm like, you gotta want it. You 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 really gotta want it, you know. I can give you all the information you want, but if you don't, you know put it to good use, it's not going to happen, you know, and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Look, it took for me to be 30 years old to wake up. I didn't wake up at 25. I didn't wake up at 20. You know, I didn't wake up all those times that my brother was in my ear as a teenager. Yo man, get on this diet, run, do this, do that. I didn't wake up at that time either. I was still, it took a while for me to mature, you know, and look what happened. I finally decided to make that jump. It happened for me. You know, a lot of my clients have kids and I tell them that to me is one of a, a big reason, a big reason, because you're not only living for yourself, you're living for another person. You have your, your whole life with this, you and another person created this little person and it's half you, half that other person. And like, you have to raise them and you have to raise them to, to make good choices as they grow up. So if they're growing up, always seeing fast food, and pop this in the microwave and all this stuff that is filled with so much sodium and, and empty calories. Like, no, like you want kids are sponges. Like I've worked with a lot of kids, uh, obviously, you know, in my field and, and they're sponges, dude. I'm an uncle of like eight or nine at this point. I've lost count. And, and, you know, like I'm ready, I'm, I'm ready to be a father. Like my wife and I were, you know, we're in that phase already where, you know, that's the next step. And I'm happy because like, I'm going to get to show that kid everything that I've learned, you know, uh, my favorite sport, baseball movies that, you know, black and white films that I've watched with my dad, uh, music from back in the day that I've, I've learned like music and movies. That's my dad all day. Like that's how my big music and movie buff, all that came from my dad. Like I'm going to get to show that kid that, I'm going to get to show the kid what I learned, you know, throughout my weight loss journey, you know, what it took for me to get from that to this. I'm going to get to show them pictures of my bodybuilding show and what I did, you know, YouTube. My brother has his YouTube channel and he says, wouldn't it be cool that your nephew's going to grow up one day? He's going to be an adult and show his kids what grandpa did back in the day and his videos and all that stuff like Life is short, man, and, and do everything. Do everything. Put out that content. Get that tattoo. Book that trip. Do everything. Like, 
these clients reach out to me because they want change, you know, and like I tell them, you got to be willing to put in the effort. You got to want to make changes if you want change, you know, and they all, like I said, they all come from different backgrounds, different schedules, everything. And I listen to their stories and what they've gone through and I can relate to a lot of what they're telling me. And we work together to help them get, you know, to get them their results and to get them on a healthy path, uh, path, you know, and a healthy, healthy lifestyle. And they're taking that with them to the future. And I let them know that there's no end game. There's no end game to this. It's infinity. It's infinity. Like you're, you're, a lot of people don't think about, hey, let me, I'm going to go on a diet. Let me, you know, I need to lose 20 pounds. Okay, you reach those 20 pounds. And then what? A lot of people don't think about that, you know? And for a lot of us, we all say, it, especially those that have been through it, the hardest part is maintaining. The, the easy part is losing weight, you know? And the maintaining part, that, that can be difficult because people... I reached my goal. Yes. Let's go have pizza. <laughs> and then, you know, you celebrate with that next day. I'm good. Let me have something else. Where do you want to eat? And then the next thing you know, like it just snowballs after that. And then boom, you're back to your old habits. So, you know, like I tell people, you got to the, the norm. Like back then for me was eating garbage most of the time. And then, you know, like 80% eating garbage, 20% of the time, that would be those times that I would go on these little diets here and there, yo-yo diets. Oh, let me be strict for a couple of weeks. And then, yeah, back to my old ways. No, you have to switch it around. You have to be 80% on point. And then that 20%, you know, if you want to have a, a choice meal, go have a choice meal, you know? But get back to the routine where the majority of your time, majority of your days, you're you're on point with your with your nutrition. You know, if you do fasting, you're fasting and your exercise. Another thing too, people think, you know, I need to lose weight. Let me hop on a treadmill and let me eat salad. No, make you know protein and fats a priority. That was like I said, something that was kind of weird to me in the very beginning. Fat, like you associate the word fat with something negative, with being, being overweight, with being obese. So it's just, it, it, a lot of people, you realize that a lot of people don't really know about nutrition or they think they know. And I was one of those people, you know, and I didn't know everything. And I'm, like I said, I'm still learning to this day. And I tell everybody that I am always a student. I'm always learning something new. Look, I, I just competed in bodybuilding, uh, keto, never have done that before. That was a whole learning experience in itself. Like, always constantly learning. I pick your brain a lot. I pick everybody's brain a lot. And, you know, it's just, you're, you're, you're guiding these people and, and you're leading them into such a better lifestyle and they're going to fix all their problems in the process. And it's just, like I said, man, like I, I, I went from a very, very bad place with joint pain and, and all that stuff. Like I said, I would love to go to a rheumatologist and see what's going on as far as if gout goes away. I don't really see any evidence that says that it just it's curable or whatever. So like I would like to go check it out because it's been 
over a year since I've had an attack. You know, um, haven't had any sleep apnea, no, nothing of what I what I dealt with. You know, no no joint pain, nothing. And all I did was fix my nutrition, and you know, added fasting and exercise. So, you know, being able to to pass that on to others, it's just it's 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 awesome. It's an awesome feeling, man. Well, that, that, it is an awesome thing, man, and it's awesome that you're doing it. And I, I want to talk about how people can connect with you, but I have one quick question for you because you talked about staying keto, fast food. Like, I'm just curious, if you were to go to Arby's, what would you order? <laughs> Dude, I forgot the name of it, and I should have looked. I, I We spoke about it today, and I forgot what it's called. There's a secret menu item that comes with like, it's like a, a mountain of meats. And mm. I think the word mountain is in the name. Do you know what it's called? I think it just is the meat mountain. The meat mountain. Yeah. It's like a secret menu. That's the number one thing I would try. Um, or a beef and cheddar. I have, I have a student of mine that Arby's is like his favorite place. And he's, I'm like, so what do you get at Arby's? A curly fries, a beef and cheddar. And, <laughs> and he goes on and on. And, but yeah, like that, that, meat mountain thing that would definitely be something i would get and, and you know a lot of people that will oh that's not healthy L listen okay it's still a better option than what i would have gotten back mm -hmm. in the day oh, okay for sure. let's just put that out there you're just making you're, you're just you know you're tweaking it a little bit and, and you know it's not you're not eating like that 24 7 i'm not eating fast food 24 7 but if i'm gonna go have Taco Bell, power menu bowl, no rice, no beans. Like I have, you know, my things of how I do things and, and you know, don't hate on me because I do that. Don't maybe be mad at me because I take away the buns. Like just want the patties, man. Patties and cheese. I don't even get the cheese anymore at, at restaurant at, at like fast food places. I'll get the patties, come home and put my own cheese. That's where I'm at. Right now. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, definitely meat mountain at Arby's. And you know I'm just teasing you a little bit about that, man. David, I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and take us through these new experiences and kind of where you're at right now. It, it's awesome to check in. If people want to follow along with you or want to reach out and, and, and connect with you about coaching, how do they find you? They can find me at keto double underscore D. I have a TikTok. I'm not like hardcore on TikTok. I'm, you know not and you know like these kids nowadays with you know posting all these different cool videos or whatever i i do the best that i can but i have a tiktok it's the same name at keto double underscore d uh just you know shoot me a message i i basically answer everybody uh even if you just want to pick my brain and ask me some questions i'm there man so reach nice. out so before we say goodbye i do want to take you through because you, you were uh, one of the original guests in that first two dozen episodes. I want to take you through the current Fat Guy 5 before it goes away. Are you ready for that? I am ready. Okay, so question number one, and we may have discussed this before, but right now, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? You'd like me to say Chris Farley. But... I'm not gonna. I think uh, John Candy was 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 a real good one. Um, Uncle Buck was like one of those movies, man. Um, I must have seen it a, a, a billion times. And uh, 
seeing him in National Lampoon's Vacation, like that that whole crew, like he he was just great. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris Farley was another one. Uh, Belushi, um, this guy uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, he's pretty he's pretty great too. Um, Jack Black, I don't think he gets enough credit. I really don't. He really like he just embraces it, man, and he just. He's out there and he gives it everything he got. He's a fun guy to watch. Um, but yeah, my number one pick would, would definitely be John Candy. There we go, man. Question number two. What do, what do you think is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? One lesson being a fat guy that has taught me. Patience, man. Patience in, the, in this whole thing. Um you know, you, you give these diets a try, being a big person, and, and people give up too soon. And, and they need to just stick it out, give it a try, and, you know, they can do it. They, 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 they definitely can do it. Um, I'm not sure if that's a good answer, no, but I think it's great, man. came to mind. <laughs> Question number three, what is one actual thing a person can do today if they're out there listening and they're inspired to get their journey started? What is one thing they can do today? Get rid of all the processed food in your house. <laughs> um, try, I mean, you know, I'm not saying like, no, go crazy. Just, you know, take a look at things and, and take a look at the daily stuff that you consume and, and you know, see what's in it and 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 you know you're basically gonna you're gonna ask yourself what is this what is that damn that's a lot you know but yeah like cut out you know the 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 sugar i i see no benefit from that yeah you can have alcohol and keto but me personally i see no benefit from that either but that's like i said that's my opinion um and just like i said get just get rid of the processed food get rid of the sugar you know focus on protein and fats focus on lifting you know like i said when people start diets or, or, or let me hop on a diet let me eat salad and, and and do tons of cardio and and go an hour or two hours on the treadmill no lift I'm telling you you're gonna lean out you're gonna fill up you know lifting and having protein and fat as you know the main priority you're definitely going to see some changes as far as like, if you want that body, you know, it's, it's all according to what type of body you're looking for. You want to be skinny. You want to be lean. You want to be muscular. I knew right off the bat, I came from an athletic background. I have, you know, wide shoulders. Uh, I, you know, my dad was into bodybuilding. I knew that I had to have, not that I had to, but I, I wanted that muscular, you know, I, I always wanted to be muscular, have a beard tattoos. So, you know, doing good <laughs> so, so that's but so that's um, that's yeah. seven, that's 17 things so for the next question I, when i ask for one i want <laughs> one i want one i want to i want to understand i wanted i want you to show that you can comprehend numbers okay you can you can do this okay. you yeah. can do it okay. david question number four yes sir. what is one thing that you love about yourself. One thing. That I'm I'm outgoing. I'm outgoing. I can talk to anybody. I'm, I I love having conversation and just 
obviously, you know, I'm a talker mm -hmm. and I and I just love to talk about everything and what we've all been through, what our likes or dislikes and all that. So, yes, there one thing go. that I'm very outgoing and I, like I it. shut it down with that. I like it. <laughs> and the last question for you today, man, tell us what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness or weight loss related? Not fitness or health related. Would like to have a kid. So definitely, um, you know, like I said, my wife and I working on that. Um, it's been a little bit rough, you know, like I said, with COVID, she had lost her job. Now she got her job back, which is amazing. She's going back to Carnival Cruise Line. She's starting again on Monday, so that's great. So there's, you know, security there. But still, like, you know, she was worried about that. I honestly, I, she's the one that's always constantly thinking, um, let's just do it. We'll figure it out. And I know, you know, that's just part of my, my personality. And, you know, I wing it a lot. And I always tell myself, if you think you're, you know, keep waiting till you're ready or you're financially ready to have kids, you're never going to have them. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta go for it. So, not health and fitness related uh, goal. Be a dad. There we go. You got a year. Let's see. Well, yep. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to dive too much deeper into that because then you're gonna start talking about things that we we already were talking about today, and there's already been enough of that. So yeah. You know. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Again, there's been a lot of inside jokes for people who are in some of our, our group chats who are going to understand on this on this podcast, but I think that can yes. be fun sometimes. So, man, I just want to say a big thank you again <laughs> for coming on tonight, taking the time, and, and really diving into um, some of these past experiences that you've had recently. I, I just really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Like I, I'm, like I said, you were the first podcast interview I ever had. Um, I've had what? I think this is my 11th time already now but who's counting <laughs> but you have a, you have a uh, list in front of it's you been it's been okay. awesome yeah <laughs> but it, it's been a hell of an experience man and just i always love chopping it up with you so you know it's it's happy to happy to do it there we go there we go and everybody out there like i said uh david's contact information will be in the show notes so you'll be able to find it there you can of course connect with me on instagram at gourmet goes keto uh, you can also, go to theketoroad.com to check out the blogs that I'm writing and check out my coaching services. I have just recently dropped two new programs that are discounted right now. One is Mindset Matters Accountability Coaching. It is not a ketogenic nutrition-focused coaching program. It is about helping you build accountability, set goals, work on priorities, do all of that. And it can be using any nutrition plan that you have in place already or you're trying to figure out, you know, all of those things, you know, so we can work on that together. That is heavily discounted right now. Go check that out as well for that first month because I want people to figure it out and see if we're a good fit and take a chance on themselves. And also, if all of our keto talk tonight has shown you that you're, you are interested to check it out and you never have before and you're just wondering how do you find your way through it all, I have launched the Keto On-Ramp program. It is going to be a 30-day monthly program starting September 1st where you will learn about keto shopping lists and how to make good choices when it comes to eating out and all of those different factors and the things that people don't always talk about 
because it's not just about food choices. It's a lot of other things that go into place to have a successful ketogenic journey. And we'll go through that together. There's tons of details on that program right now. And that'll be when this podcast drops, that'll be discounted for another week. So check that out if you are interested. Limited spots, private communication, all of that good stuff with that one as well. And then, hey, my friends, whatever you do today, go out and do something to amaze yourself because you are the most amazing people that I know. And then be sure to come back and catch us on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.